my kids watched yesterday, which was a, it was not great because then my kids were like, oh, we want to do that. A day where the parents have to say yes to everything the kids ask. You have to say yes no matter what. And my wife and I were like, yes, we're fun. We're going to do that. It was a nightmare. Life gets easier if we figure it out together. Welcome to The Lisa Show. Have you guys seen the movie Mean Girls with Tina Fey and Amy Poehler? It's really funny, and there's this scene in it where Amy Poehler plays this, like, super cool, fit, awesome mom who's really involved in her daughter's social life and always wants to know what's going on. And her daughter is the queen bee, and she says something like, you guys, I'm not like a regular mom. I'm like a cool mom. Well, I always make fun of that scene to my kids, and I remind them, I'm not like a cool mom. I'm I'm just a regular mom. <laughs> and I love to see what other parents do, but I try not to get too distracted by it because I don't really think that I'm a fun parent but I'd like to be more fun. And so I wonder really like what that takes. So when my kids were a little bit younger, my late husband was so good at this because he would say, oh, we're going to go. I got tickets for this. We're going to go here. We're going to go there. And I was always the parent was like, I don't know if we can go to that concert. I mean, it's a school night. You know, I was always the one thinking about the budget or the homework or how they were going to feel the next day and kind of had to be talked into sort of fun activities. So what does it take to be the fun parent? Well, I want to talk to my friend Jake. Now, Jake, I have had so much fun performing with you over the years. You are one of the funniest people I know. I don't want to say funniest because I don't want you to get a big head about it at all. I don't. I will never think about that again. <laughs> yes. And so I have this assumption that you're just the fun parent mm. in your family. Are you the fun dad? Well, I mean, yes. Yeah, right? Yeah, yes, fun dad for sure. My wife is also very fun in her own way. But that's not a dig at my wife. That's the funny thing is that I do feel like I am the fun parent. And I think my kids would agree. Like if you ask them point blank, like who's more fun? I think they would say dad is more fun. But I say no a lot more than my wife does. So when the kids are asking things, they are asking my wife. Because she says yes to a lot more. So it is, yeah. So... It's a little opposite of that. I think I'm That's the one that says no. That's interesting because yeah. a lot of times I think we equate the fun parent is the one that says yes all the time. For sure. But maybe that's not true. Well, I think that's where like the spontaneity comes in that I was talking about. I am pretty, not strict, but I'm just pretty much like, hey, these are the rules and we follow the rules. But then when I'm spontaneous, it's like out of nowhere and we're like, hey, let's do this. And so I think it kind of catches them off guard. But if they want to do something, they will go to their mom. Even just like this morning before I came here, Henry was over and was like whispering something to Emma. And I'm like, what's happening? What are you asking? He's like, oh, I was just asking if I could go uh, walk on the treadmill downstairs. I was like, well, why are you not asking me? I'm the one that's down there. And he's like, "Mm, no reason. And Emma's like, yeah, of course you can. And in my brain, I was like, why wouldn't I let him? We got to go. You got to get ready for the day. Okay. So it's a good balance, you know? Yeah, absolutely. You are a fun parent, but it is an interesting distinction. You're not like a permissive parent. You're not an anything goes parent. You really do have a lot of rules and structure. So do you ever set out and go, okay, so it's a Saturday or something, and I want to do something really fun with the kids? Yeah, I think those, I'm very spontaneous, so I don't necessarily plan. Yeah. I don't necessarily plan things, but 
I do like get a itch for something and then I'll be like, hey, let's do a scavenger hunt. Really? And then, yeah, just do something dumb around the house. I think it's super fun to make everything a game. So like cleaning up or like going outside and doing chores, I always try and make everything a game. A lot of that is mostly for the kids to not be little babies about everything. <laughs> You know? They are babies. You have five of the most adorable children five of the most adorable in babies, the yeah. world. I want to hear more about these kinds of games because I, I feel like sometimes there are people who are like, oh, I want to make it more fun, but they're just like, oh my gosh, just pick up the Legos. And in the moment of frustration, you don't always think, I'm going to make this fun. You know what I mean? And it, because it comes so naturally to you, give me some examples. I should have thought about that more. I think if you make anything a song, kids are like, ooh, a song. And so <laughs> I will make up a song about everything. And also, I don't know, like the picking up the Legos thing. That's a good example of, you know, Mary Poppins? You know that, yes, that hit, Mary Poppins? <laughs> uh, I try to be Mary Poppins and just make everything a dumb song. And then I guess if you're like, well, I don't sing songs, you could sing a song and be dumb about it. But I think just like lining the kids up and making them feel like they're in a Mary Poppins movie by making them clean up while we're singing stupid songs, that's a fun thing. Oh, that's great. Yeah. You're a regular Barry Poppins. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. You can use that for your Barry kids Poppins, if you'd like. Barry Poppins could have still been Barry Poppins. Is <laughs> <laughs> Mary's True. uncle. Yeah. Oh. Do you have a song that you want to sing? Oh, gosh, do I ever. Good. When you want to have some fun, there's just a thing that must be done. You line your kids up in a row, and then you tell them, oh, no, no. Time to play with Barry Poppins. Put your things away. You will get punished if you don't. But just kidding, we shall play Barry Poppins every day. P-O-P-P-O-N-S. And I think that's one thing is like we think it's P-O-P-P-O-N-S. P-P-I-N-S, yeah. but it's Barry Poppins. Ons. Yeah. Poppins. And the song goes on. Sure. How much time do we have? We're out of time. Dang. And now that your kids are starting to get a little bit older, though, are they on to you? Because sometimes my kids will look at me if I try to be like, let's make it a game. I'm going to set a timer and turn on this song. And when it's done, and they look at me like, don't talk to us like that. Mm. Don't. That is, that is funny you know that I mean? you say that because we were out and my kids aren't even, your kids are older. Yeah. I think your youngest is still like two years older than my oldest. Right. So I'm not expecting that, but we were out to lunch with some friends on Saturday and the kids hadn't seen each other for a while and they're oh. all, they all line up and they're all best friends, but they haven't seen each other for a while because they started going to different schools. So they were a little bit awkward and I was just like trying to break the tension and we were at <laughs> Waffle Love and I walked up and pretended to be their waiter oh, and cute. was giving them forks and I was like, ladies and gentlemen, I am the server for today. And both of my kids looked up at me and were like, stop, don't, <gasps> stop, don't, don't do that. <laughs> my son Henry was like, dad, stop. And that's oh. the first time it's ever happened to me, oh, and I'm I was sorry. really caught off guard. But do you think I stopped? No. It no. Makes, I think you probably reacted similarly to the way that I react, which is, oh, you want me to do it bigger? Mm -hmm. You want me to do it more? Yeah. Okay. And that's what I did. I'm rewarded with good <laughs> and bad attention. Good. <laughs> but in the end, they loved it. And we talked That's about it afterwards. Thing. I was like, did I embarrass you? And they were like, no. I'm like, okay, mm. you seemed embarrassed. They're like, no, that was funny. So, well, yeah. I don't know. Sometimes I think they know that that's the role they're supposed to play. Like, Yeah, oh, that's my, true. Can you believe my dad, uh -huh. eye roll, whatever. But they just love it they that you are. Yeah. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. 
I guess that's just one example of like the kids being onto me. That was the first time it's happened to me. I know that they're starting to get older and starting to be like, is this normal for dad to act like this? Um, it's not. And it's no, not super, it isn't always normal, but I do right. think like having that fun personality, it really connects to me to my kids. It like, does. It's a really special relationship we have because they know that like, oh, it can be silly with dad. And that's why I just try to make sure that they know. It's like, let's be silly. It's okay to be silly. And so that they don't get embarrassed or uncomfortable if something happens because it's okay. It's okay to I be like silly. that because it's a more of like a life philosophy too for your kids. Totally. You're not saying that, you know, there are no rules. You're actually, enforcing the rules while being silly. You're actually showing them how to do it. Yeah, well, that's true. Look at you. Yeah, I'm a genius. <laughs> you didn't even know it. No, air that part. So when we're having this conversation about how to be the fun parent, I think that some people approach it really sort of cautiously because they're thinking, listen, just being a parent is overwhelming, period. End mm -hmm. of sentence and stuff. And now, like, I have to be fun and I have to think of things to do. If, like, that's not in my nature. But I do think that there are some things that you could do to, like, just enjoy it a little bit more. Yeah. Well, I think? think, like, yeah, not being so stressed out about, like, well, what do I do that makes it fun? How do I be fun? Right. What is it? Like, yeah, I honestly think just being spontaneous and just thinking of something and doing it. Also, I have no good example. I shouldn't even bring this up. But like, I watch movies and see things in movies. And mm -hmm. oh, like yesterday, my kids <laughs> watched yesterday, which was not great because then my kids are like, oh, we want to do that. A day where the parents have to say yes to everything yes, the kids you ask. have to say yes, no matter what. And my wife and I were like, yes, we're fun. We're going to do that. Let's I remember your wife telling me, oh. oh, you know what we're doing tomorrow? We're doing a yes day. And I am just a little bit further down the parenting road. And I was like, oh, that's a horrible idea. Don't, don't do that. And she's like, no, it's going to be fun. And I was like, you will be exhausted. Anyway. It was a nightmare. It really was. Oh, oh gosh. <laughs> yeah, because we really, and the kids were also like, you had to say yes. <laughs> and we were like, well, okay, we got to put some boundaries. And they're like, no, no, we already made the rules. You have to say yes. <laughs> and so we were like, okay, we'll do it. We we will never do that again. But my point is there are examples from things all over the place. Like, oh, that's a fun thing. I want to do that with my kids. Yeah. I want to try it. And we tried yesterday and we will never do it again because it was not good. <laughs> Tell me what happened though. I can't even think of all the activities, but we went to like a jumpy house. We went to like bowling. We went like every kid got to be like, I want to do this now. And we were like, it's almost like it was a make a wish for all like of my kids. Like how much soda did you buy? Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, every, you know what I mean? At every stop, soda <laughs> and I mean. candy at yep. every stop. And also at the end of the day, they were exhausted and sick. And it was like, <laughs> it, was, it definitely wasn't worth it, but it taught us a lesson. Yep. But yes, day is bad. But I, I guess my point is just like seeing examples from movies and TV and also other friends that you have and also just being spontaneous, just being like, I want to try it. Let's yeah, just try it. And sometimes it's a little bit frustrating too when you think something's fun and you propose it to your kids where I'm like, you guys, let's go do this fun thing, you know, whatever it is, something that's out of the ordinary from like a regular Tuesday. And they're like, um, maybe. Yeah. Like the roles have reversed. Like oh. when the kids were like, hey, let's go to the zoo today. Yeah. And you're a mom of little kids and you're like, there's no way we're going to go to the zoo today. And you go, well, maybe. Uh -huh. <laughs> and now my kids are well maybeing me. You know, yeah, when I'm like, hey, and you guys, know what it means. should we go to classic skating tonight? Or, you know, why don't we go get, you know, French fries from this place, a hamburger from this place, like <laughs> like a crazy fast food, like crawl. And they're like, um, yeah, maybe later. We'll see. I mean, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> no. I know what that means. <laughs> you know what, though? Would my kids do that stuff to me? Yeah. We're going to do it anyways. We're yeah. just going to do it anyway. You're just going to make them have fun. Yeah, they'll have fun. You know, I hadn't thought about the uh, issue of force. Yeah. That's true. I might consider it. 
I do think you have to force it a little bit. And also, if you're not used to doing it, or if you get out of the habit of doing yeah. it, you kind of got to get into it again. I think something that's been really fun for us, though, is like finding out what each of the kids enjoy and then doing something oh. like this week. Okay, let's do something that Sawyer enjoys mm-hmm. and, and just like play the way that Sawyer wants to play. Oh. I think that's helped. And then like go through the kids. That's helped to be fun. Also to keep those kids like excited and engaged in those things. Does oh, I, it does. And I love that because then you're treating each kid like an individual, which they are. They felt seen. And then I think they have more enthusiasm to play along when it's not their turn. Oh, yeah, with the other kids. Yeah. Which is cute. Yeah. What kind of things have you discovered then? That they like. Well, the jumpy house thing made me think of that a lot. Oh. Yes, they love that. But also Sawyer's just like Legos. Can we do Legos? And I do not like Legos. We don't say hate yet in my family. Right. But we say we do not like. <laughs> and I do not like playing with Legos because oh. it is boring to me. But when I do and we're like, okay, oh, all right, everybody, we've got 10 minutes to build something. Everybody build. And then oh. Sawyer's like... I just did this uh, this like heart and brain explosion right. emotion. So not all of us can be as funny as Jake. I mean, some of us have to work a little bit harder at it. And what really is the point of even worrying about being a fun parent? Is it just one more thing to feel bad about or add to our list of things to do? I'm talking to Michelle Cox, host of Build Family Connections. So, Michelle, how can we actually use fun to get closer to our kids? You know, it's interesting. I kind of knew that the word fun was going to be in this conversation. (laughs) And if you were to ask, I think it's at the heart of connection, but maybe not in the way that we think. Because if you were to ask me, and if you were to ask my kids, I'm not the fun parent. Like, really? Not- okay, this is so interesting to me because that's what I say about my kids too. But I wonder if people looking outside in would say, oh, you are the fun parent, you know, because you're so good at this. Don't your friends say that? Yes, I would agree. And I think if I was to watch you, I would put that same, like, how can you not be the fun parent, Lisa? I mean, come on, yeah. right? That, <laughs> right. It, it, you're just a fun person. But I think something that gets in our way of creating that connection with our kid and building a relationship with our kid that feels authentic Mm -hmm. is our idea of what cool or fun or being a good parent looks like. Each one of us has a picture in our head, what a cool parent looks like, what a fun parent looks like. But what if that doesn't feel right for me? What if it is outside of my strengths? What if I think a cool parent is the party thrower and late nights and I'm like, no, I got to go to bed. And really, I don't (laughs) want a lot of people in my house. So we create this space that we can't ever really step into fully. And then we leave our own strengths and our own goodness on the table untapped. And so I think as we begin to really get curious about what our definition of a fun parent is, we can free ourselves up from it and play to our strengths and our goodness. Because I may not be having a dance party with you in the kitchen, but when you walk through my front door, boy, you're going to know I love you. You're going to know that that I'm going to listen to you. And you're also going to know I'm pretty dang flexible. And that flexibility does a lot for relationships with teenagers. Okay. You know, I was just having a conversation with my friend who's going through some really difficult situations with her teenagers right now. And she was sort of lamenting, no one's talking about this, of like, you know, you have these kids and you have fun activities when they're kids and they they go along and things change. 
when they become teenagers and young adults and it gets harder where you once had a connection, suddenly you don't, where once you felt like you were fun and it was easier to, hey, let's go to the library. Let's go to the zoo. Let's. It's harder to find those kinds of ways to connect. So as your kids have changed, how have you adapted to maintain that connection? Well, first of all, I remember that feeling. And I remember feeling like, oh no, my kid's now 11, 12, becoming a teenager yeah. and I've lost them. And I've had several people this week say a similar thing like, oh, I'm hitting that stage where mm-hmm. I'm going to lose my kid. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. No, no, they're actually not going anywhere and they need you now more than ever. And what I think we lose, so I'm going to answer your question in two ways. I think we lose and we realize we're losing the ability to control their world. (laughs) And we're so worried about them adopting our worldview that what we forget to do is enter their world. Hmm. And that's where we start to build relationships and we reshape what that connection looks like. I mean, and let's just give it to the kids for a minute. Most of their ideas are really terrible. Okay, thanks for saying that because sometimes when you say enter their world, I think, oh my gosh, it's full of Minecraft and virtual reality and stuff that like- And terrible ideas. And and, yeah, and just dumb ideas of videos where I'm like, please don't recreate this or do this. This is (laughs) And do you know you actually can't say that? You shouldn't say that? Like, can we just stop and think? No, they're not about any of that. They're not about thinking and pausing. But- What we get to do as parents is we get to choose our first response Hmm. to their dumb ideas. For example, I had a 17-year-old come to me. We were sitting at the doctor's office and he says, mom, I have really been thinking about this idea for a long time, like two months. And I'm like, oh yeah, two whole months. This is your new life dream. (laughs) Great. He's like, I need a camper van. I'm going to take all of my savings and buy a camper van. Now, Solid, solid I don't, choice. <laughs> yeah, great choice, right? He's a 17-year-old boy cool, with a girlfriend. Cool, 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 cool. I mean, there's yeah. nothing that could go wrong here. And so everything in me said, no, mm-hmm. no, no. However, I get to choose what that first response is. And it doesn't mean that I'm going to change my no stance. But what I get to do is listen, learn, and engage. I need to practice because it's not going to come naturally to us when the no is screaming in our head. We need to say, oh, so tell me more. What's so exciting about a camper van? Mm -hmm. Uh, What is a camper van? And what are you going to do with it? And by the way, you do have a girlfriend, right? And if we start to get curious and then listen to their responses, we get to learn about what matters to them. We get to learn about what they're really thinking. What pieces of the project are appealing to them? And then we can engage with them in that process. Okay, show me a video. Well, have you thought about how much that would cost? Let's go look on OfferUp. Let's look at those camper vans. Whether or not it's a yes or no, in this case, oddly enough, the more I learned, yeah. we have a camper van. You did. A nice <laughs> I didn't ghetto. <laughs> twist. <laughs> yeah, twist. Yeah, no, it's a camper van and it is the ugliest thing you've ever seen, spray painted with spray cans, not even okay. a nice spray. But here's the thing that happened. As I learned more, mm-hmm. I was able to let go of my fear around what he was asking for. Now, that might not be right for another kid, But we were able to have conversations about intimate relationships. We were able to have conversations about boundaries and where you wanted to camp and what mountain biking with this van looked like. And as I entered his world, I could see that there were pieces of this I was okay with. And 
if I had just said no, we wouldn't have gotten there. Yeah, or if you had belittled him or made fun of yes. it or said, what are you talking about? Yeah, it, it, it what would What a waste have, of your money. Mm-hmm. What a waste of your time. All of those things. But you know what else I would have missed out on? Camping trips, long drives. Wow. Four of us squished in to this <laughs> camper van. And him seeing the pride as he spent hours and hours and hours of him building and creating. And even if it had been a no, I could have looked and said, well, okay, so you want to build something and create something to use in your mountain biking. What else could we do? Because a camper van, that doesn't really work for me. It doesn't work for us. But what can we do? And that's an example, maybe a big example of how we enter their world. We listen, learn, and engage with them. I love that. One comment that I hear from teenagers Mm -hmm. over and over again was if my parents only understood. Hmm. Fill in the blank. And when you don't know what to do as a parent, when you're feeling that fear coursing through your body and you want to control everything in sight, because let's be honest, we just want to keep our people safe. We love them so much. Yeah. Get curious. And instead of rushing in with fixes and solutions and answers, start asking questions. And if you have a kiddo who gives you kind of the wall and doesn't want to talk, mm-hmm then start talking about what matters to them. Yeah, meet them in their world. And then slide in a question. Yeah, entering their world. So we're going to talk to them about football before we start asking about their girlfriend. We're going to talk to them about Minecraft before we talk about maybe some of the classroom drama that we know is happening at their school. Because it lets them know that we're interested in more than just their problems. We're interested in them as a person. I love that. It feels Even so Minecraft. Doable. I know a lot about Star Wars and Batman and things that I didn't think that I would before because my kid was so excited about telling mm-hmm. me the backstory and asking those questions, honestly, of like, why do you love this so much? Like, <laughs> help me understand. I thought it was just this simple story and boy, was I wrong. It's so much more, right? And it's, I don't like is. I don't like violence. Like, I can't yeah. watch violent movies. I have a very sensitive brain that way. And I have a kid who loves all of these things, like the the Marvel, the mm-hmm. Star Wars. But I can talk to him about it. Yeah. I can send him a meme. I can send him a funny Yoda quote. I can snap a picture of a poster in a gas station that has all the Marvel superheroes and just say, hey, I'm thinking about you. Wow. And those are yeah. all little touches that say, I'm aware of you. I see you. And if it matters to you, it matters to me. I think that the point that you made earlier about like the fear that we have as parents is so valid. And I want to talk about it more. Mm -hmm. This fear that we have of, well, we can't control their world. We want the very best for them for their future. So if they choose this, then what about this? And they don't think about all the things like I think about it. And that fear can really get in the way of our having a real authentic connection with them. Do you have moments still like of panic with your older kids? And how do you sort of push through that so that you bring yourself to a place of, oh no, this is about a connection with them. Every other interaction, <laughs> probably, <laughs> maybe so not every 50, other 50. interaction okay, cool. filled with fear. <laughs> but yeah, it's just a part. So my personality, I have a little bit more of an anxious personality and I have very high adventure kids. So it is frequent. That's a fun combination. <laughs> it's a great, it's a great combination. And I I'm an adventurer to <laughs> too, but I'm an, I'm an anxious adventurer, right? Right. So when they come to me with their ideas very often, I'm like... <gasps> 
no, yeah. no. And then just real life, <laughs> what people don't tell us is, oh, by the way, you're going to have a teenager and it's going to kick your butt and mm-hmm. punch you in the stomach and turn you upside down. And you are going to see the most amazing, incredible human develop in front of you and inside you. And so that's kind of where I get to go to is what is my job? Is my job to fix control and tell them how to live their life? And I know that sounds a little bit simplified, but truly my job as they get older is to be a witness. As I am a witness, what I get to learn how to do is instead of trying to control things, I get to tap into my greatest superpower, which is influence. Because our kids care deeply about what we think. They want us in their world and they know what we believe. They know our political views. They know our religious views. They know where we stand on different social issues. And they're willing to give us that space if we don't require that they see the world exactly like we do. And so when I can check my fear and say, okay, what's my job here? My job is to trust that right now, this kid is safe. Right now, I am safe. And we're having a conversation or we're sitting by each other. And so instead of diving into my fear, I can say, okay, can I just trust this kid for five minutes longer? Or with my own kids, I'll say, okay, you know, my fear is running wild right now. And I'll just claim it. I'll say, so you know, my brain is saying everything terrible that could happen. It's, I have like a list 20 miles long. Do you need to hear any of that? And they go, no, we know, we know. Okay, so can you just tell me how you're going to stay safe here? And then I hand it back to them. And that's opening the door to influence because I invite them to think and then they get to tell me what their world looks like. So what does this mean in real life? I want to see each one of my five kids as individuals, but we also want to have fun and bond and connect together. And right now, my age range of my children are 14 to 24, which is kind of a drastic range. And so finding something that we can do together or inside jokes that we can all connect to is a little bit of a challenge. And I realize that most families go through this, right? We don't stay in the same stage for very long. So I wanted to ask my friends, veteran parents, Ken and Katie Craig, how they handle this. We met several years ago, decades, in an improv comedy troupe, the Garens, in college. And you guys fell in love, got married, had kids. And so the assumption is, is when two funny people get together and get married, it's going to be fun parenting. 24 hours a day. That is a lot of pressure. (laughs) We're talking about being the fun parent. Is it even important? Why should you even consider it? How do you maintain it? How could you be a little bit more fun? So many different topics, but I wanted to start with you guys because I'm sure a lot of people from the outside looking in think, oh, you guys probably have the most fun. Can you confirm or deny that? It's funny because we met doing improv, we've actually had people be like, so do you guys do like improv together with your kids at night? And we laugh like, oh, don't be silly. But we actually have. I was so going to say, right? It's a, it's a dichotomy. It's a fine line to walk. Like, I feel like we really enjoy our kids. We have a lot of fun, but you can't maintain that 24 hours a day. You can't always be a clown. 
I'm still trying to get over the fact that Lisa just said we're funny. Did you hear that? I did. That's I what did. I'm taking. I'm going to write that in my journal tonight. Take away. I'm yeah. Start a journal and write. That's what I'm going to write. I also think, oh, Lisa, you're a parent and you are a master improver. Don't you feel like every parent is kind of improving every day? Oh, yeah. I, sp- I especially feel like when my kids became teenagers, I was like, oh, now my acting improv skills yes. are be- I've got to act cool. Yeah. Act like I don't even care. <laughs> act like when they say this thing, I'm like, Not- does my face portray a normal emotion? Good. Killing it. Killing it. And then I can freak out or decide what I'm going to say later. So catch us up over the last, oh, I don't know, 25 years as you have raised kids. Talk about what your family is really like, what it looks like, especially you two as parents. So I think if you want to look at being a fun family or being the fun parent, I think there are actually principles that you can look at rather than a list of here's how to be a fun parent, right? Like I think like much of life is kind of principle-based. So if you want to have a fun home, I think that includes a spirit of inclusion, right? Like where every child or every family member feels like, I'm valued here, or this party is happening because I'm involved in it. And so to have that kind of atmosphere where it's like, hey, we want everybody here. We want everybody to be a part of this. I think that is inherent in having a fun atmosphere at home. Yeah, and I feel like that's a really important principle that we ascribe to. I heard a saying that I really like that fun is not an activity, it's an attitude. And I think that so often the things that we do that turn out to be fun are not because the event was planned to be fun. It's because when we're all together and we're doing something, then people are going to laugh and it's going to get silly and it's going to be enjoyable. Um, Because honestly, my goal is not to be a fun parent. It really, that's never been my goal. Despite the fact that you hear people like Mozart or Spielberg say, my success I attribute to my fun mom. Right, right. (laughs) Exactly, right? I'm obviously failing. (laughs) But you guys have a lot of children. And so there's always a big age range that you've always had to deal with. So how do you have that like spirit of inclusion and still make everything fun? Because what's fun for a three-year-old is not fun for a 13-year-old. That's really true. And we've actually navigated that. Like sometimes then it just feels like we can make it work because you can find activities that you know, are open to everyone. Sometimes then you have to adapt and you have to be like, okay, this kid, when we play a game together, this kid doesn't actually want to play. This kid wants to be the moderator of the game. And I'm just going to need to be okay with that because that is their level of involvement that they're very comfortable with. And once I get on board with it, then things are going to be better. There have been a time of two where we've actually needed to have a conversation like, this is what we're doing. This is going to be really important to this child, or this is something that, you know, your buy-in is going to make this be so much more fun. Yeah, get on board. Yeah. 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 (laughs) And if you get on the fun train, like, (laughs) or there's going to be consequences. Or it's not going to be fun. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And I think, like, to your point, though, if you can encourage that get on the fun train early so that you have, as you know, as more kids come in and you have older kids who are like, I understand this family culture or I am on board with this. Mm -hmm. So I know this is how we do it. And so you have their buy-in, then it's easier than if you're trying to introduce it later. And they're like, sorry, I got my phone. So I'm not super interested in what else is happening in this room. You know, then it's harder to be like, no, this will be fun. It's, yeah. 
I don't know. Yeah. It, it takes groundwork, I think. I agree. It takes groundwork. Sometimes then the things come and you're like, oh, of course, playing ping pong together is fun. And sometimes then you create things like we do a family chime choir, which is work, you guys. It's a lot of work. We have to schedule rehearsals and there's always tears. And I preface that at the beginning, like this isn't going to be perfect and you're going to feel frustrated and you're probably going to cry. It's kind of become a I joke I apologize for that. You probably <laughs> are going to cry. At, you say that? Sometimes. <laughs> yes, I do. This is like my beginning. This is the so kickoff you guys. <laughs> Forced family fun. It is. But I believe that, like Ken was saying, there are principles that lead to happiness and joy. And work is one of those principles. We all know that. You can't get up and play the concerto on stage if you haven't done hours and hours and hours of work beforehand. And that's a principle. And that's not something to be, you know, hidden from when we're trying to make fun. I'm using air quotes with my fingers. <laughs> fun. <laughs> and those have been some of the really delightful times that we've had together as a family, is where we're all working on this chime choir and, you know, things will get hard and then, you know, the tension will be relieved and we'll laugh and we'll cry and we'll we'll work together on this thing and it gets to be a big, wonderful thing at the end. Not because yeah. it was fun together. the whole way through, but because it was together. Yeah. Because but is there ever that one kid who's like, listen, I don't want to do the chimes. <laughs> like, you guys do it. I'll cheer you on, but like, you know. Gotta... Like you have to pull them aside. And yeah. Then... Mm-hmm. Does that ever happen? Mm-hmm. And what do you do? <laughs> well, on some of them specifically, then you have to decide, right? Is this going to be a thing? Is this going to be my thing? Yeah. And if it is, then I need to help them to have the vision of what this really means to me. And if it isn't, then I can let it go. So I think yeah, you have to decide. Depends on the activity. Yeah. You have to decide what the thing is. And but they then, can't, you can't choose all the things. No. That's, a, that's what I've learned the hard way. <laughs> it's true. We're doing this and now we're doing this. And now you, this. You can choose like maybe a two things. Yeah. Yeah. And so you really need to be like, this is the one. And and then you can have the conversation like, this is a really important thing to me. I love this. It makes me cry whenever I look and see all of my people doing this thing. And, you know, I would really love it. And you help them to have the vision of it. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, But I also think it's important to sometimes adjust our own expectations of what it might look like with this kid or that kid. Like that's just realistic when you're dealing with so many different people and so many different personalities. Yeah. Do you guys ever get to a place where you've just kind of been in a lull, you know, and you think, we're just doing the business of life and it hasn't been very fun? Have you ever been conscious of that? How did you sort of change the direction of the fun train? (laughs) I don't know. That's a hard question because we still have an eight-year-old and they're really good at play. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We have, you know, our three little girls who are just fun, which is, I think, a joy of having young kids around still. Because you have... 28 children. Yes. Uh-huh. Right. No. <laughs> and one grandchild. Now, talk a little bit about the ages of your kids and what you've learned about, you know, what's fun and adapting what's fun to different ages. Gosh, that's a good that's a good question. I don't know. I think there are activities where I think an event, right, more than maybe a singular game or a singular afternoon. There might be an event like we have done like these cross country road trips. We've mm-hmm. talked to you about those before. Or a day out where there is something for everyone, right? Where it's not all, well, this is the one thing and everyone needs to do the same thing. But you can still be together on a road trip to someplace different, right? To kind of shake it up to your point of if it feels mundane. I don't know. I like the, I like the idea of. I think every family has the parameters of this is kind of what life looks like. These are the family rules. We all know that. And then to have something where you step outside of that mm-hmm. that they wouldn't expect. Now, I'm not talking about like perpetual permissiveness, where it's like there's no real rules, or right. dad doesn't have the rules. So if we want something, we go ask dad. It's there are the rules, there are the parameters. But then when it's like kind of low stakes, you just blow their mind with something like uh, like we had a. a 
kid that his stewardship or his job was to make the grocery list for for Katie or for myself. And he'd be like, this is what we're having. I made the meal plan for the week. And I have very clear ideas of what meals should look like for a week. Like yeah. have some vegetables. Uh-huh. Yeah. Things like that. <laughs> cool, cool. <laughs> Just and shut so, in the dark there. Right? So this got handed off. The, the, the son who was in charge of it was like, I don't feel like doing it. And he gave it to his younger brother. Well, this younger brother's list was like all the processed stuff, all yeah. the sugar was, stuff. Yeah, like his it meal was, plan included, I don't know, five breakfasts and yeah, oh, chicken great. nuggets and lots of hostess and all that stuff. And he gave us the list and we kind of laughed and we were like, like what if we just list. totally blow his mind no. and get everything on this list? And so we did because... No, you didn't. Yeah, we did. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was so much fun because we didn't have a pattern of doing that. We weren't going to do it the next week. Right, and so right. I think it's fun when you feel like that kind of that mundane or it's just time to shake it up. You do something outside of the normal parameters and they know it's an exception. And that's what makes it so thrilling. Yeah, right? I, if you allowed that every week, it wouldn't be so fun. Yeah, it wouldn't yeah. be fun, and we would all be dead. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, and there was one time we had the car was like I don't know had hit something, and something was dragging, and we the air conditioning wasn't trip. working, and we were still in Colorado, and we hadn't made it back to Utah yet, and it was bleak. I think someone had barfed in the car. Yes. It was mm, one of the magical. Yes, you can just picture it. It was in I the summertime, it. It hot, the smelly, something dragging <laughs> off the car, and we stopped for gas and to go in and look for some duct tape to tape up whatever was dragging. Because I'm a mechanic. Yeah. And bless my sweetheart, Ken, came out with um, ice cream sandwiches. There was an ice cream freezer inside this dumpy gas station and he brought out ice cream sandwiches and I just cried because I thought this is going to be a silver lining and it obviously doesn't make everything better and it didn't change you know a lot of the situation the van died yeah (laughs) Yeah. it was dead after but it was just one of those really sweet things where I was so grateful that he had the presence of mind to think people need some ice cream and I can give them the ice cream ice cream's fun yeah have you guys ever been at odds with each other about like wanting to do something fun and saying no now's not the time or we can't do this particular thing and when you are I'm just gonna assume yes because you've been married for more than 20 seconds Uh, how do you work through that or negotiate it I think we take turns being it seems like maybe we're at odds with each other but we're actually maybe at odds with the checkbook (laughs) oh like you know and one of us is maybe being more realistic and the other one is being more like no I'm not being realistic right now just play along with me for a while and that's maybe how we navigate it like there have actually been conversations where someone says what if we this and what if we that and the other one will say oh we're doing the game where we just agree with every idea and say that would be amazing I love it and that's, that's but we're not actually going to follow through <laughs> on any of it, yeah. right? Yeah, for sure. There are times where one of us is wanting to do the more extravagant thing or do the do the fun thing, and you know it's unrealistic, right? And I think it's important that you don't throw the other one under the bus. Well, I wanted to do this, but mom doesn't. Oh yeah, or, you know oh, what I mean. Yeah, don't. Do I think that. when you talk about being at yeah. odds, that's what mm-hmm. I think of is someone throwing someone under the bus, which I think is just problematic on so many levels. Yeah. Like you want to be a team, you want to you want to yeah. be together and. Meet in the middle if it's something that that requires, well, we can't. And the conversation that you have between the two of you, the counseling together, like you're saying, Ken, is totally different than what you present and what you say to the kids outside. Yeah, you got to be a exactly. Absolutely. Well, I'm wondering about a situation where maybe it's like it's time to clean the house and then another parent's like, or 
we could just <laughs> get on our bikes and go on an adventure. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, maybe can I it's talk not to you in the bedroom ex- for a second? Yeah. Extreme, <laughs> but it's like, no, we're doing this thing. Yeah, but I've got to get this other thing done. Yeah, I, I I know we've had those moments. I think it's usually like, okay, this thing still needs to be done though. So I understand the timing is such that maybe we go do the fun thing first. But can we all agree that when we come back home, we this need to do the other happening. thing, and then. Win-win. Yeah. Right, right. And and for sure, it's about communication. Because if your communication is open and healthy, then you can handle something like that. And if there's like underlying stuff, then you're like, I can't believe that they... If it's the competition to be the fun parent, then yeah, nobody... Nobody really wins in the long run. (laughs) Having in mind, you know, this idea of, you know, time is slipping away and you just became new grandparents for the first time and you still have like younger kids at home. Do you find yourself trying to create more fun because you know it doesn't last? I do feel like we're conscious of it. And I actually remember a shift when we had kids leave the house and we were in a bit of a funk. I mean, it was... Changes the whole dynamic of your family, right? When someone is gone. And, you know, we still have traditions and things, but there was maybe one of us who was like, I just don't even feel like doing this thing. And I was like, (laughs) you know... (laughs) Now you're you're outing me. And then you were like, go ahead. (laughs) And then the other one of us said, Ken. (laughs) But we realized we still have all these kids here and we need to make all of these memories. We can't put things on hold. And that's not being disloyal to the kid who's going to miss it. And even though you do have those moments where you've done something together with the kids who are at home and you've actually made a new inside joke because something happened and whatever. And then that kid comes back and they're like, wait, what? But again, it's not actually a bad thing. It's adding more because you tell them the story, you include them in the thing, and there's still more. So Mm -hmm. like there is a realization. I remember the growing pains of we still need to make memories here with these kids that we have here. And we've been pretty conscious about that. Even even recently when we're like, we're going to go down to the Grand Canyon and up through Monument Valley. And it was like, oh, only half the kids can yeah, we kind of come. put it out there like, hey, so, we're planning this trip. Who's coming? Yeah. Crickets. Yeah. <laughs> and so we're like, but we're still doing it because yeah. we have these kids who are coming and it's going to be a great trip. It was. And it was these great memories. And it's still, I don't know, part of your heart is like, well, we're not all here. But another part was like, these younger ones don't care. Like they want to have fun and they, they want to still go have the event. Yeah. They want to create those memories. So it's, I think it's, it's yeah, it's us. It's us realizing and us growing up and us having perspective. Talk about being the fun parent. I feel like we would be remiss if we didn't have both parents and kids in the same room together. And so I thought, what greater thing could we do than have Lisa and then bring in a couple of her kids? Only 40% of her kids could make it here. (laughs) Uh, Two of the five. Lisa, I want to go hard-hitting question right out of the gate. Do you feel like you are the fun parent? I don't know. I really struggle with this because I want it so bad. I've been told oftentimes that I want it too bad. Mm. (laughs) But I try to be fun. I try to make things fun, whether they're actually fun or effective is not determined by me. So I've given that up. I feel like I'm a parent first and then fun second. So I don't necessarily think that I'm the fun parent. So what do we, if I asked Phoebe and if I asked Hugh, your kids that are here with us, yeah. what do you think they would say? Do you think that they would say that they're <laughs> that you're the fun parent? And they're the sweetest kids. And I think they'd be like, <laughs> yeah, you're, the, you're fun because we have fun together. But um, (laughs) 
We don't have the kind of fun that they have with their friends. But guess what? I'm not trying to be their friend. I'm being their parent because they only get one mom, right? Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to be the mom first, but I hope I'm really fun. So what do you think? What do you think, Q? Is your mom the fun parent? Yes, most definitely. Okay, back it up. Okay, Site references, please. I love this. Okay, well, we always have an open house. Anyone's welcome. Me and her are very good with communication. We talk about curfew, and we talk about, like, rules of the house. And so it's not just her telling me, oh, you have to do this, and not giving me a reason. So I think we communicate oh. very well. Um, there's always food. Which is <laughs> fun. So tell me about a time then when your mom was really trying to be the fun parent and bond and adjust. It just wasn't happening. Okay. So this was about like, I want to say like November of 2020. And I was really into VR, virtual reality. And my mom noticed that I really liked it. And she really wanted to, she really wanted to bond with me. And so I was like, let's play a game together. I'm like, on the VR? She's like, yeah, yeah, why not? Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> Okay, I just... She hates video games. She hates video okay. games so much. Them. And I really appreciate her, but she tried so hard, and I will love her for that forever. Anyway, she puts on the headset, and we're playing a game called Arizona Sunshine, and it's like... You kill <laughs> Did one, you, you play kill, that one with her? <laughs> you, you kill it's a bunch a of zombie zombies. It's a zombie game. <laughs> and it's so funny because, like, you get you know? disoriented, yeah. And so with the motion sickness, she was not having it at all, but she, like, pushed through it. <laughs> Um, and she took the headset off, and she just, like, left it in her room and just, like, locked the door. <laughs> oh. I think she didn't want me to see, but she was so <laughs> sick afterwards, and I was like, oh, <laughs> I felt so bad. But uh, On the other side of it, tell me about a time maybe where your mom was trying to be the fun parent and it really connected, something that really made a difference. There was a day, and she was set on this idea that we would see three movies in one day. I don't know if you've seen her Instagram post on Your Funny Valentine. But we did it. Well, I saw two out of the three movies because one was rated R. But we saw West Side Story, and then we saw Spider-Man No Way Home back-to-back. Like, one of the funnest days of my life. It was so fun. We went at, like, 10. Some of her friends were there. We we watched the movie. It was awesome. We got popcorn and a bunch of snacks. And then in the middle of it, we went. We got food at Cubby's. And then we went and we watched another movie. And then we got food after again. And I was like, this is good. that was amazing. What about for you, Phoebe? Um, I love it when she invites us to, like, go to her shows. It was just so fun to see and just, like, see her in her element. And I was like, this is so cool. Like, this is my mom. Now, Hugh uh, hit up something that I want to talk about is so many times parents think that they can't be the fun parents if they have to be the disciplinarian, right? One parent is the one who has to lay down all the rules and all the foundation. And, you know, you got to make sure you do this. And then the other one can kind of be fun. How, when your mom was disciplining you, was she also able to be the fun parent? I feel like I was not disciplined a lot hmm. because I'm not a bad kid. Just kidding. But like, <laughs> I... Very humble. <laughs> well, I feel like I didn't really get into trouble that much. Yeah. But like setting boundaries, like she'd set boundaries. And then just like, if I, you know, push those boundaries, she'd be like, hey, like knock it off. Hmm. But was still like never mean. And so therefore was still a fun parent. I think I always like just felt bad about doing things I wasn't supposed to. It wasn't I did things because I felt bad for her. It's just because I, like, respected, like, how much she had to do, and if that makes sense. So if you were to give advice then, someone that's like, man, I really want to connect with my kids, I want to be the fun parent, but maybe they're not inclined to be, like, how your mom is, right? Not everyone can be your mom. In fact, I would say 
Not anyone can be your mom. <laughs> Too true. You know, one of a you, kind. You, yeah, one of a kind Definitely. for sure. But how can someone listening to what our conversation entails become the fun parent? Well, I think it's just understanding what your kid is interested in, you know, finding like what they like, what they like to do. There's so many parents who have this like, idea of their relationship with their kid, like, oh, every weekend I'll take my kid fishing or, you know, classic, yeah. like, I'll throw the football, you know? Yeah. But I think if you really want to connect, you know, find what they're interested in. Like, say your kid likes or to— Or find a common interest. Yeah, exactly. Right, right, right. Yeah. That, like, you can both go off of. Yeah. And, like, work on your strength. Because, like, my mom is obviously, like, an entertainer, you know? Like, she loves having people over. And so for her, I think it's much easier to, like, have the place ready if we want to have a party at any time. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I think I've never been one. Like, the idea of going on a boat and fishing never been my cup of tea. But, you know, (laughs) me and my mom love movies. We love theater. So we'll go see, like, movies together, like, every, like, other weekend. And, you know, I think we bond like that, if that makes sense. So in a few years, many, many years, uh, you guys may have your own families if that's the choice you guys decide to do. Lisa, what advice would you give your kids to be the fun parent? Ooh, I would say just be yourselves and don't try to be a parent, but like let your personality come through because you're both very fun and you want to have fun with your kids and you want to have more positive memories and interactions than negative ones and you're great kids and... You're going to be great parents. Thanks, Mom. No, it's true. You know, and also, listen, the idea of the family band, if we really do it. No, but listen, listen, hear me out. It will help you in the future. How? By uh, how cool would it be if your kids just know there's a band waiting for them? (laughs) And then when it's time to clean or it's time to celebrate something or it's time to. Yes, then you just sit and play music. It would be so cool. Just consider it. Consider Consider it considered. It's considered. The Lisa Show is a production of BYU Radio. This week, our show is produced by Lisa Valentine Clark, that's me, Richie T. Stedman, and McKay Menden, with help from Kaya Dibb and Angela Larson. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at The Lisa Show, and you can reach out to us directly at Show at byu.edu. And don't forget to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. It really helps us out. Next week on the show, anybody can create a perfect schedule. The true time management masters create resilient schedules, schedules that are able to deal with the fact that life doesn't go as planned. That's next week on The Lisa Show. 